What's up, you guys? Welcome back to my channel. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on a single video. I've actually been dying to figure out what the hype has been about, about the show called Love After Lock Up. And quite a few of you have like commented on other videos of mine, tweeted me, emailed and stuff like that, asking me to cover this show. So I decided to give it a look. Disclaimer, I'm jumping in here at episode three, which is the one that I'm recapping. So I don't know what happened prior and I'm just going to continue on from here. And I have to say, after watching this one episode, I am already hooked. Now, let me tell you something. The episode starts off with a couple called Lamar and Andrea. Lamar is fresh out of prison after serving 18 years for robbery with a deadly weapon. You guys, just imagine how much has changed in the past, like three to five years alone, let alone 18 years like he must be in absolute shock coming out of jail so Andrea goes to pick him up and brings him some Popeyes I don't know if I were fresh out of prison after almost 20 years I would want some probably Chick-fil-a or something like that Popeyes is good or whatever but Chick-fil-a to me is like the bomb.com the problem with this coupling is that Lamar cannot leave LA because he's obviously still under parole while Andrea lives all the way out in Utah and by the way Andrea is also a devout Mormon which you'll understand why I'm mentioning as this review goes on. So the two of them are driving on their way to a car wash and they pull up where this seemingly lovely, nice young lady asks them what they want. And Lamar's like, give me the works. I want all of this done to the car, blah, 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 which seemed innocuous enough. But Andrew was like, you know, to the girl, by the way, we're engaged, we're engaged. And in the talking head, she explains that the reason she kept bringing that up was because she felt like that woman was being a hoochie, only flirting with Lamar, blah, 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 only paying attention to him it was just so bizarre how jealous she was I don't know if she really is that jealous or she's playing a part like you know what I mean but either way this got me hooked on the girl I was like she's crazy and I love crazy people on television like that is life okay so once they get in 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 the car wash she tells Lamar that she felt like he was flirting with that woman a little bit too much for her liking and he's like what the hell are you talking about and then he puts the moves on her and she moans harder than a Kim Kardashian porno I am telling you I'm not sure I believe that this woman is a virgin okay now the next couple up is Garrett and Jonna Garrett just served seven years for burglary and grand theft so the two of them are going out to meet her father in the middle of a swamp that she wants to claim as a park okay so her father is already like really, really irate about having to meet her, um, his daughter's convict bay. So he calls John and he's like, where the hell are you? I'm here. I've been here and I've been waiting for you guys. I don't even want to do this. So John is like, all right, chill pops. Like we're here. We're like by this bench, you know, over by the little alligators and the, you know, frog legs and stuff. And so the dad comes and he starts off on a hundred. Like he maintained his hype. Sometimes people kind of calm it down, pretend to make nice, you know, for, for for the sake of, you know, their child or whatever, but he was like, who are you? What are your intentions with my daughter? She's padding 049. I'm so tired of seeing her get hurt. Are you gonna marry her? I was like, shit, damn, you know? I, one thing I have to say is that I like that her dad is straight up honest, that, you know, why are you downgrading your life dating this kind of person when you can do whatever you want, you know? But. I didn't like that he even pushed the marriage issue because as it stands, Garrett, as far as I know, you know, this is my first episode, does not have a job. And second of all, he's fresh out of jail. So why do you want to push someone like that to marry your child? I would probably just be like, you know what? <laughs> marriage, overrated. 
I don't recommend it. Don't do it. Don't do it because I would not want anyone in my family to hitch their wagons to something like this. Jonna tells Garrett, um, hey, don't mind my dad. He thinks that you're only with me because I'm your only option. And then her dad's like, well, you kind of are. And I drop dead. Like, I love this show more and more with every scene. Like, it's literally lit. Now, the next couple is Scott, and he has a girlfriend in prison called Lizzie, who just served eight years for DUI and bribery, which, by the way, seems like a pretty high, uh, harsh, I should say, prison sentence for something like that, considering, you know, other people's sentences for what they've done. But I digress. So here's a little interesting bit about Scott and Lizzie. Lizzie is also what appears to be some kind of a prostitute or something, just based on um, Scott's kind of hints that he's been dropping, like calling himself a trick and all of that is, is just a mess. So he and his son go to pick Lizzie up for prison and, you know, he reveals that he only met her online. And you guys, I don't understand how people are meeting people in prison online. I didn't even know that prisoners got internet. Okay. Like, is there an okay convict or something like that? That these people are trolling for dates? Are they that lonely? I literally do not understand what is going on here. So they pull up right to the gate and give the ID over, blah, blah, blah. And then he says that he's there to pick up Lizzie because she's being released and the guy at the gate is like ah no she's not and poor 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 Scott has a miniature heart attack because he dragged his son and drove five hours just to pick up his felon bay and here they're telling him that she's not being let out right so he is so heartbroken and traumatized by this that he drives away and then pulls over to throw up. I was like, really? You've never even met the woman. And you've probably been talking to her online for all of like 12 months, you know, like relax, buddy. And then he tells his son something about how lonely he is because he hasn't had a woman in his home in years. And I just gaggedy, gaggedy, gagged. Okay. Let me just say something real quick here. Lizzie's phone sex game must be on point for this man to be over here throwing up in the middle of the damn road, dragging his own child five hours to meet her. Like, and he hasn't even met her himself. Girl, what are you putting down on those collect calls, child? Because <laughs> some women need to know your tricks. I cannot believe that Canadians are on this show. There's a woman named Mary who's a real estate agent engaged to a man named Dominic who just um, is in prison still actually for six years for aggravated assault. The two of them actually met at a bar where Mary was working and she said it was love at first sight. Like she felt a spark when she saw him and it just grew when there was someone at the bar, a patron, harassing her and Dominic just came and punched him in the face. She was like, that's my man. So she goes out for drinks with her friend Kat and her brother as well. I don't remember his name and her friend Kat is shady as all hell and I live for her. She literally sets Mary up to look a plum fool on television by asking her how her certification is going for her real estate career. And Mary's like, things are going great. I'm just finishing up my last course or test or whatever. And then I'm good as gold. So Kat's like, oh, that's great that you're like working on your career and everything moving on up. And you know, your man, when you know, he's released from prison, he's going to be reporting for parole trying to figure out if places even hire criminals. And oh my God, like the room went absolutely quiet. And she just continued to dig into Kat. She was like, you know what? I just want to straight up tell you, girl, I think you're making a mistake. You are being a fool. Like, why would you, who has everything going for herself, decide to 
get together and plan to marry a literal convict bum who's in and out of the streets. He's probably never going to change. Like you're making a big mistake. And I love friends like Kat. Like everyone needs a friend who will tell them the absolute truth about their situation. You know, like maybe she could have been a little bit nicer, but honestly, I don't think I would have been nicer either. Like there's all, you have to be straight up with people and I think she's a better friend to her than her brother is a sibling to her because her brother just sat by and was like playing dumb, no, was playing Switzerland and all of this. And it was like, come on, like grow some balls and tell your sister she's being a goddamn fool. Okay. So they're all still sitting there and um, Mary's like really upset with Kat for blowing up her spot on television. And she's like, you know what? You're being really mean. You are being a bitch and I cannot wait to prove you wrong. Matter of fact, I got a conjugal visit coming up and so I'm going to be able to sleep over over with Dominic. Kat's like, oh, you're, you're going to be sleeping in a cell? Ah! Mary's like, well, no, you, no, not a cell, but somewhere. We're going to be somewhere on the grounds. Ah, my God. Keep playing yourself, Mary. Keep playing yourself, girl. Our last couple is Alla, who was in prison for five years for heroin distribution, and her man, James, is an actual IT director. Why someone with, like, a seemingly prestigious job such as this decides to get with, like, a girl who is out for heroin possession is beyond me, but that seems to be the common theme here, okay? So the two of them have only been together for nine months, and he's anxious about meeting her family, which I don't understand. You know... You have a job and no criminal record. You're pretty decent looking too. And you seem to have good hygiene. So why are you nervous about meeting the family of a freaking like heroin convict? You know, like what are they going to do? Look down on you? Think that their daughter's too good for you? Like you're pro like anyone, in my opinion, who is crazy enough to want to marry their daughter is probably going to be treated like a god. So you should be cocky as hell moving on in there. By the way, Alice's home and family looked absolutely like beautiful and normal. And I was wondering, like, where did she go wrong? Because she seemed to come from a nice place. And then she reveals that she got, you know, with a wrong boyfriend. He got her on heroin and she was hooked pretty much instantly. And the rest is, of course, history. So the dinner seems to go well. Her family warms up to James. Um, they're very thick Russian accent from the dad that James didn't automatically connect with and stuff. But otherwise, they seem to be like, you know what? Just take care of her. Don't treat her badly. Like, we've never liked any of her men. But you seem okay. I actually admire her mom's, like, boldness when she asked James, so why Aloe? Why are you with someone who just got out of jail? You seem like a nice enough guy. And by the way, have you told your family? And so he's like, I just, you know, we connected from our first, you know, okay convict message to each other and the rest is history. And by the way, no, he hasn't told his family, you know. And just to add insult to injury, his dad is a prominent police officer as well so i literally hope and pray that he's going to appear this season just so i can see the reaction of him finding out that this is what his child has chosen to do with his life nine months and he literally just met the girl and is already ready to marry her absolutely insane and he's not like a bad looking guy why is he so desperate i wonder anyway Back in Garrettland, he wants to prove that he's a real man, so he wants to take his loan from Granny to buy a $5,000 car, but uh, apparently that is too cheap of a budget for the dealership that he was at, and so he decides to finance a car instead, and he's like, okay, I don't want it to be too expensive, though, because I'm supposed to be buying a ring and proposing to my girlfriend. So Andrea then takes Lamar to a hotel to not buck him and starts freaking out about how she lied to him about being 
able to bend it like Becca and like got him all hyped for wanting to sleep with her. Like she's not going to tell him that her faith prevents her from doing this. And I, you know, I'm like, okay, good luck, girl. You really want to lock yourself in a room at night with someone who just got out of almost 20 years in jail, someone that you pretty much promised sex to as well. Good freaking look, champ. And also Lamar, it's so like he and Garrett as well, I forgot to mention, really want to make it obvious to everyone that they meet that they just got out of prison. They look around at everything like a freaking like child in a museum, like, whoa, you mean we don't use keys to open hotels, flat screens, TV, color TV, like they just gasp and ooh and ah at everything. And I'm like, this is so embarrassing, ladies, like really, like you want to be in a lobby and your man talking about how different things are than when he was in jail for all that time. I mean, I guess. Next up, Mary and her duck lips head to prison for her three-day conjugal visit with Bay, but is actually rejected for apparently having some sort of drug residue on her jacket, and she has a full-blown meltdown about it, claiming that she does not do drugs. Well, either you're doing drugs and you're lying about it, or you're out here hugging crackheads left and right for that to be on your damn jacket, child. And then fast forward to James and Alla, where the two of them go engagement ring shopping, and the clerk over there is like, so, um, how did you two meet? And Alla just had the creepiest, funniest vibe. She looks up, she goes, we actually met while I was in prison. And she smirks, and the guy's like, oh, well, that, that's in interesting and you can just tell he wants to bust out laughing or like shudder but he's like i am not losing this damn commission shack not today satan congratulations love comms in all forms <laughs> now as the episode winds down garrett comes home with the car and jonna is absolutely pissed off and it turns out that he spent thirteen thousand dollars on it which is over double what he had initially budgeted for so she's still super pissed off and he decides to take her for a ride and he's like I don't understand why you're not celebrating right now, Jonna. I mean, all my cars before were cars that I stole. This is a car that I actually own now. I don't know why you're not proud of me. He is absolutely batshit, and I literally love it. Next, James and Alla meet his friend Chris over at Chris's home, who literally was like, oh, Alla, you're beautiful. So tell me about how badly you were violated in prison. And so Alla goes, it's a full detail about like the strip searches, the bend over, spread your cheek stuff. Like she minced no words. She really went all the way in. And so after enjoying that visual, Chris is like, you know what? Yeah, that's great. James, are you sure you want to do this? Like heroin? Really? Like convict? Really? Seriously? You're moving way too fast. You don't even know her. Like you, this is a mess. And by the time he is done with them, he's like, oh, well, it's, getting late and he literally shoes them out of his house and the two of them look like absolute idiots walking down the street and I dropped 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 a thousand times over now in the last scene on the ride home Scott accuses his girl Liz of conning him and I'm like conning you out of what Scott you seem pretty damn broke from you know the looks of you and I'm <laughs> almost certain you're no millionaire so i don't understand what you think this woman is gold digging out of you maybe like a few quarters and nickels and dimes here and there but like relax buddy so liz turns it around on him and is like well i can't believe you're doing that i'm in love with you i love no other man scott i'm so upset and he like literally went from popping out his chest and trying to be the big man on campus on her to being like i'm so 
so sorry, Liz. I don't even know what happened. That, that, that's not me. You know, I don't understand what happened. I believe you. I know you love me. And the episode kind of just ends there. Absolutely hilarious. Thank you so much, you guys, for recommending me to watch this because I am already hooked and looking forward to tomorrow's episode as well. So, you guys, what did you think of the third episode of Love After Lockup? Please make sure to leave all of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below. And as usual, we'll chat. You can also like this video, subscribe for more. Feel free to share it with your friends as well. And follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.